0: What's up, what's up? It's your favorite sex and relationship coach, aka the Pussy Fairy, Azaria Menezes. So obviously you've landed on the juiciest podcast if you're listening to Getting Intimate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have a pussy or you're a mom or you're in a relationship and you're looking to increase that pleasure and orgasm factor in the bedroom with yourself with your body or in your relationship, or maybe you just want your pussy wet and your relationships to be the cherry on top of your Sunday sex ice cream, listen to this podcast. I'll be sharing all of my knowledge, all of my ideas, my experiences, and thoughts on this podcast with you so that you can invite new perspectives and way more sensual excitement into your life. As always, try anything I say on for size and see what you like and leave the rest let's get intimate. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Getting Intimate. So I have taken a couple of weeks to tend to my mental health. It's been really crazy with my anxiety these days. Um, I have some health anxiety, like I'm healthy, I'm fine. But like sometimes I go through these little bouts of where I think I'm not fine. So here we are after a crazy week and a half of Lots of mental health self-care and just like stepping away from all the things that are too much. Yeah, in this episode we're going to get pretty personal here because I think this is a really big thing is like how do we deal with intimacy stuff and how do we deal with relationships and how do we deal with sex when our body, our mind is going through it, right? And for those of you who struggle with anxiety or who struggle with mental health, this might be a really, really good episode to tune into, and I just kind of share, like, really how I deal with it. So take what you love and leave the rest, because we all know that everything I share is really just based on uh, my experience, and so let's get intimate. Okay, okay, let's talk about anxiety, let's talk about stress, let's talk about mental health. These are all things that can greatly affect how we show up in the bedroom, how we feel in our bodies, what capacity we have to connect towards intimacy, right? And when this comes up, right, like when we're having stress in our bodies come up, or when we're when we're having a hard time just even feeling connected to our own bodies or our own grounding or our own regulation and our nervous systems, right? It can be really, really hard to prioritize sex like that when you're struggling with your mental health or anxiety or whatever, right? Like it can be tricky (laughs) for your brain to just be like, oh, let's put intimacy like right on the top of the priority list and let's make this our focus. Like, no, that is usually the first thing that takes the back seat, right? Because the body's prioritizing, okay, like we're in survival mode now, right? Like our nervous system is activated. We need to figure out all the basic, basic things that are going to support us and everything else can go to the backseat, right? And sex is one of those things that usually takes the backseat. So let's talk about how, you know, when we are connected to feeling good and when we feel balanced and when we feel good in our bodies, when we feel more connected to a regulated nervous system, when we feel joy, right? Like these are all things that can contribute to having a great sex life. Most of the time what happens is when we are in big times of stress or overwhelm or anxiety or maybe we're struggling with our mental health or something's like coming up, usually a couple things happen. It's like usually we shut down or we disconnect from intimacy or sexuality or we end up doing the thing that that's all we talk about because we want to figure it out. We're kind of like going into this like overanalyzing, right? Um, We stop doing all the things that we love and almost like go into a free state or we start feeling guilty for feeling this way or we start to disconnect or we don't talk about our feelings at all, right? Like there's so many ways that this can go and a lot of us have different ways of relating to overwhelm. And so it's really important to recognize oh, okay, when is the moment where things are slowly feeling like, okay, my system is getting overwhelmed, right? And you start to notice some of these patterns. And the thing that I do was like, I start, when I start feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I start just documenting a couple of words during the day of what I'm feeling like, if I'm shutting down, if I'm feeling overwhelmed. And this really helps me to like get a really good overview of where I'm at with my mental health and like if it's going to snowball and just recognizing like, how am I feeling? How is my body feeling today? How am I experiencing sensations in my body? What's my mood like? It's really, really, really important in this time to just double down on taking care of yourself, right? Doubling down on recognizing, okay, these patterns are coming up. I'm starting to really feel overwhelmed. What do I need to make myself feel supported, right? And maybe it's reaching out to a mental health professional. Maybe it's uh, really increasing that like time that you have for yourself uh, to do something that helps you get grounded. So maybe it's like going to a yoga class or doing some yoga at home. Maybe it's like dialing up in the meditation, um, maybe you're using tools that you already have in your life, right? Like, there's different ways to just kind of keep that in check, but also easier said than done because mental health is one of those things that, you know, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and um, you're overwhelmed. If you know you struggle with your mental health and you have done things in the past that have helped you in certain situations, it's always good just to like jot them down, right? And like create a list, like, okay, when my mental health is not so, doing so well, Here are the things that I do that really support me into feeling a little bit better. So you can just like document all of those things that are supportive. And for me, it's like, okay, when I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm feeling super panicky, what helps the most for me is actually doing lots more shaking and sounding, doing some breath exercises, taking time away from doing and needing to do all the things all the time. And also like on an emotional and mental level and obviously connecting with my like mental health professionals, getting coaching support, going outside on walks, connecting with my partner, right? Like all of these things. I have like a list and then I go and I just like do one by one by one. And sometimes it doesn't work right away, obviously. Sometimes that's not the thing that does the trick. But it does feel quite helpful if you look back on the compounded effects. So the whole point of this was actually to talk about what happens in intimacy, right? Like what happens in intimacy, what happens to our intimacy when we are so focused on what's happening in our bodies. Because like, yeah, we're our nervous system is up in flames and it's it's we feel overwhelmed, we feel stressed, maybe we feel anxious, maybe we feel a little bit like demotivated or depressed. Right? Like yeah, intimacy intimacy just gets kind of sucked dry all of a sudden. The ocean just turned into a Sahara desert. So, and I want to give you a little bit of something to think about because it can like, you know, we could argue that like absolutely yes. Don't think about intimacy or closeness or anything like that when you're feeling overwhelmed and it's not necessarily the first thing that you think about or like even think about wanting to do, right? But sometimes there can be so much value in finding ways that it can feel good for you and that you do desire. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of that when we get deeper into the episode, but you can shift right? How you relate towards intimacy, even when you're having like a crazy stressful and like overwhelming time in your life where you're really busy or you're just like feeling overwhelmed and all of that stuff. Now, mind you, okay? Like this is, this always needs to be said as a disclaimer, always do what feels good for you and don't do anything that you don't want to do, right? Like Obviously that needs to be said and you want to do things that are a yes for your nervous system and anything that you can do to also stay regulated and really just not send you into like a bigger trauma response. So first of all, when we're feeling like this, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling, oh my God, the world's going to fucking come crashing down, take inventory of some activities that you do when you feel good. Okay, so think about like when I'm actually feeling good, what are some of the things I'm consistently doing? What are some of the things that feel really good in my body? What are some of the things that actually help? And just write them down, right? And think about like implementing one of these activities into your day. So it could be a modified version of what makes you feel good, right? And it could be a... I don't know, like just dosing it to however you need it, right? Like just think about like, okay, what is it? What is it that I do when I am feeling good? And how can I incorporate this into my life, right? And also thinking about, okay, if my nervous system is activated, what are some of the things I can actually do to support my nervous system? And so this month in my newsletter, I wrote about how to support your vagus nerve when you are stressed out because stimulating your vagus nerve is a beautiful way to come back down like especially if you're having anxiety or panic or anything like that is stimulating your vagus nerve with a cold shower or humming or placing like frozen veggie packs on your chest or breathing these are some of the things that can actually support your vagus nerve and support like you just regulating and calming down and just activating that parasympathetic nervous system right which is like Okay, this is signaling the body to relax. This is signaling the body to calm down. Uh, those are some of the, like, the the activities that you can do to support like the physical calming down. Okay, so I am going to share what you can do in your relationship. And maybe you'll find some little relatable nuggets here. So usually when I struggle with anxiety and when I struggle with my, my nervous system being activated or I'm feeling quite triggered... Or I'm having like a bunch of panic attacks. I tend to do all of that, you know, regulation and grounding as much as I can beforehand, right? So I'll be taking cold showers. I'll be uh, listening to some meditations. I'll be sounding and shaking. I'll be humming. I will be um, listening to like lots of grounding stuff. I'll literally listen to my own podcast episode (laughs) Um, if you haven't heard it yet, it's like the one about feeling triggered. I listen to that like all day long if I'm feeling particularly like panicky in my body and yeah, just like use all of the nervous system regulation tools that I have. And my tendency is to, you know, not want to talk about it because it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I don't want to overwhelm my partner and I don't want to just like add to everything else that's going on in our life. So my tendency would normally be to not talk about it. And obviously (laughs) over the years, I have really shifted that and created a conscious container where I do talk about it because it's either one or the other. I don't talk about it all or that's all I talk about, right? So finding a really good balance for me is so, so, so important And what I found really, really helpful for me is like creating containers where I consciously choose to talk about the things that are coming up for me, talk about my fears, talk about my overwhelm, talk about my anxiety, you know, all those things. I create conscious space to talk about it with Rai and I set a timer and um, I allow myself to be witnessed and then I also choose a separate container to pick the things that Um, pick the things to talk about that I really love and that I'm grateful for and that feel good in my life right now. And I set a little timer for that, right? And then that gives me a really beautiful space to talk about what I need to talk about. And, you know, if I'm not feeling particularly that I want to talk about what's going on, it gives me like that safety of knowing like, okay, this is a container for my feelings and This is the container ends when the timer ends or when I'm talking about it a lot, it gives me an opportunity to like set a boundary with myself, right? Because it's important for our mental health to also set boundaries within ourselves and our like how much we let it consume our lives because sometimes it can be easy to just like make that the sole topic of your (laughs) relationship communications or go the other way, avoid it at all. Right. So I really, really believe in the power of, of creating specific containers to talk about the things that are stressing us the fuck out where we can just like be ourselves and, and just allow ourselves to be witness. It also creates a beautiful opportunity for us to see like what's coming up and, and hearing ourselves say things out loud can sometimes also awaken some really powerful things. So that is one thing that I do. And another thing that I really do to support the intimacy in our relationship, the intimacy with myself, is to really just like lean on, lean on my people and lean on my support system that I have in place, right? Because of course our significant others, our lovers, our partners, they are not responsible for carrying all of our stuff and no one else's, we are. But when we're feeling overwhelmed and when we really need that extra support, it's really great to know that you have different ways to support yourself, right? So that we're not, um, you know, putting everything on one person and then <laughs> expecting them to be able to carry everything. And that's why we create a beautiful network of friends, of like professional support systems. We can use tools like purging in our cars or out in nature. I really, really believe in the power of leaning into our our support system and it's really great to ask for help, you know, and and just be really honest in how you're feeling and and just knowing that it's okay to ask for support. And even just like having somebody validate how you're feeling is so, so, so healing. I had that the other day when I messaged my coach and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling this way. And I just got validated so beautifully. And I was like, wow, that's kind of all I needed. Like, I just, I just need to know that what I'm feeling is totally valid. And like, obviously as a coach, I know this, but hearing somebody else say it, it's like, oh yeah, such a good reminder. So really, really leaning in on your trusted loved ones other than, you know, your lovers and also leaning into that professional support. And this is really going to reflect on your intimacy as well, because like the more we actually trust ourselves not to like hold and carry all of the stuff that's happening, right? And then the less we actually expect our partners also to carry all of that stuff. And the more we just, like, spread it a little bit over different types of support systems, the easier it's going to feel to actually figure out, like, okay, where am I just, like, overwhelming myself? How can I lean into that support? It's like your body isn't full of overwhelm and stress. Okay, so another thing that I really love to do is to actually think about, like, what actually makes me feel supported in terms of intimacy? Rye was, like, totally horny. And I was like, okay, I've literally been having panic attacks for the last seven days. Like, I'm not, I'm not having sex. Like, <laughs> this is not happening. Like, my nervous system, I can't even, like, I, I can't even think about anything. So, we're not having sex. And so, he obviously, he honored that. But here's the thing that happens most of the time and you know, how I can see it's so easy for this to happen. This happened to me in the past, happens to like lots of clients. It's very normal. It's like, it just ends there, right? And if you're struggling with like your mental health on a long term, it can be really tricky to find, find back to intimacy, especially if, you know, you're constantly feeling like that. So what is really helpful for me is like, instead of being like, okay, we're not having sex. And so yeah, do not, do not even breathe next to me because it, we're not, I'm not available for any of this, is to actually think about like, what is the thing that I as an individual am available for right now? Like what would actually make me feel super good in my body? And for me, this time it was a massage. I was like, but hey, I would really be open to a massage because I've been feeling lots of panic attacks. My body's so tense and I think maybe this would be a really great way to prompt me to relax. So if you're open to giving me a massage, then that would be amazing. And then we could also find like a little common ground of something else that I might be available to post massage. I knew that I needed to get my body in a state of feeling more relaxed in order to even consider any type of intimacy, right? Because when our body's on alert, when it's on alarm, there is no space for that. And the thing that I was available for was a central massage and like he had the energy for it. So it was great. We had the massage. It was juicy. It was amazing. It was just like so nice. There was nothing like sexual into it, but I felt so relaxed by the end of that massage. It was like, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes. Right. So I felt super relaxed by the end of that massage that I was like, Mm, you know what I'm available for, actually, what I think I can support you with is I can support you with having some really deep intimate kissing and I can give you a super amazing hand job. It felt good for me because I was like, okay, my body feels amazing right now and I think like for the next 15 to 20 minutes, I actually feel so relaxed that I have the capacity to offer you this juicy thing and it still feels aligned in my body right? And so these are just like some of the ways that you can create intimacy in your life and still honor where you're at. And that might look different from day to day or whenever. The massage could have happened and I could have also not been in the mood for that after. But (laughs) when we kind of tune into what we need and what we're available for in terms of intimacy, right, then it still can foster that connection. And the more we find different angles to approach intimacy and try and find a way that feels good for us and also supports our partner can feel really yummy because rather than like, you know, swearing off sex until we feel better because sometimes it like doesn't happen for a long time, right? And we do want to connect. There is a part of us that desires to connect. And sometimes sex just feels like not the way we want to connect, and I get it. Like sometimes that's just not it, even if you're not experiencing extreme stress or anything like that, right? So finding different different ways of like, hey, what's a thing that actually would make me feel good and what, what am I available for? So this is even something really easy to do with like eye gazing. It doesn't even have to be sexual, right? You can do like a quick eye gazing practice or you can lay down on your sides and put your belly, bellies towards each other's bellies and just breathe together and listen to each other's heartbeats, right? Like that's another way to really foster intimacy. So it's not like it has to be completely sexual all the time, but it's so, so, so important, right? Even though we we think that intimacy just goes to the backseat, sexuality goes to the backseat, all of that when we're in complete overwhelm, oftentimes it's like that thing that we need, right? And I'm talking about like oxytocin, right? I'm talking about the bonding hormone. I'm talking about like connecting, feeling somebody who loves you close to your skin, right? I'm talking about creating that that physical sense of safety, creating that comfort, right? Right? It's so, so, so important, especially when we are looking at feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed or feeling like our nervous system just can't calm down, right? Like those are the things that are actually quite helpful. And that's also what you call co-regulating, right? So you're using the intimacy and that togetherness to co-regulate your nervous system together. And so a lot of the times it can be extremely helpful to actually walk towards the thing That doesn't make sense right away, but in a way that obviously honors our boundaries and honors how we feel. And intimacy is just one of those things, right? Like, it's actually quite helpful to continue fostering that intimacy when we are in a state of stress, when we are in a state of overwhelm. It's, like, weird because the thing that we're, like, resistant to or we think isn't that important always kind of ends up being the thing that we actually need the most to help us feel better. It's like, I'll give you an example. It's like you're struggling with anxiety or you are struggling with depression or you're struggling with your mental health, right? Or you're struggling with just like feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Obviously sex goes right out the window sometimes, but then like, you know, you stop exercising or you're like not hungry because you're stressed out and you like start skipping meals or start skipping like eating healthy or you're just eating junk food or you are staying up really late at night and going to bed, like we start like walking away from all the things that actually are going to help us feel a little bit better. And so I find that when it comes to intimacy, I always try to walk towards it in a way that feels good to my body because most of the time it's actually what my body needs and we just need to redefine what that intimacy means for us and in what capacity we are open towards it right like we can still keep that intimacy going in a way that feels sustainable honors our boundaries right supports that connection because we know that oxytocin is so freaking necessary especially when we're feeling stressed especially when we're feeling alone and all of our shit and overwhelmed And all of that. So we want those feel-good hormones. We want that dopamine. We want that serotonin. We want to reduce uh, all the stress hormones in our body. We want to reduce all that cortisol and all of that stuff. So definitely, definitely, definitely creating an intimacy that feels good for you when you are feeling stressed is so, 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 so helpful. And I'm honestly feeling a little better. I had a full-blown week and a half of intense panic, but I'm still here. I made it to the other side. It was definitely stressful, but I know that shutting myself down from intimacy and just like following that that thing that our body just naturally does is like, okay, no, 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 no. We need to step away and isolate ourselves from intimacy in our relationship, right? It's like an automatic process. It's, it's like a normal thing that our body does is to like actually see, hey, in what ways can I work on co-regulating? In what ways can I support myself? In what ways can I actually do things that are going to make me feel good? Uh, Can I take a walk outside? Can I connect with my partner in a meaningful way, right? Can I focus on my breathing? What do I need, right? So looking at all of those things that can support you. And those things can also include intimacy, right? So obviously, if you're struggling with your mental health in any way, and you're feeling super overwhelmed, it's always important to reach out to mental health professionals, reach out for support, uh, reach out to your friends, all of those things. And also know that you are not alone in this. You are not alone and that there is always a way to get the support that you need. And that's a wrap on another episode of Getting Intimate. I hope you got exactly what you needed today in this podcast and that you can find more ways to bring more juicy connection to yourself, your relationships, your body, and your sexuality. I hope you're feeling inspired. And I want you to remember, take what feels really yummy and ditch the rest. Everything I'm offering on this podcast is in service of your greatest pleasure and thriving. And as the Pussy Fairy, it's my duty to bring you more exquisite pleasure. If you want to get in touch, come find me on my website at www.azariameneses.com. And I have tons of ways you can work with me. You can say hi or you can even ask a question. I would be so happy to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my email for a juicy gift and come find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. Either way, I'm sending you all the juicy vibes for your week ahead.